Shady Pines Guys, Dwayne and Steve. Steve and Dwayne. Welcome to our show today. How are you, Steve? I'm well today. How about you, Dwayne? I'm doing great here. Doing great. Steve, I hear you have some interesting topics for us today, including Madonna, Dolly Parton and her new album, and Danny Pintaro from yes, Who's the Boss and As the World Turns. And I also will be bringing us a special segment of As the Bat Turns, a new feature on here. And Steve will also be bringing us later in the show Music Gems featuring Olivia Newton-John's Xanadu cast album today. And I will be bringing us another installment of Soap Dish. So, Steve, let's get the ball rolling. Tell me the exciting news about Madonna. Yes, uh, Dwayne, the queen of pop, Madonna, is going to hit the road later this year for her celebration tour. She's going to be traveling the globe, performing the hits from her 40-year career. Now, she's had 38 top 10 songs from 1984's Borderline to 2003's Celebration, and she's had 23 top 10 albums going back from her to her debut album, Madonna, into last year's Finally Enough Love. I got to see her in concert at Madison Square Garden back in 2004 for her reinvention tour. And But uh, I think this would be a great one to see because it's just going to be one hit after another for that show. Uh, so, Yeah, I, that sounds like a great I, show to see. I think she's hitting... I saw Tampa on the list and Atlanta on the list. So I don't think... But I think I'm too old to go now. <laughs> I'm not good at concerts. Well, her anymore. crowd has changed. The music on her last several albums has been more for the younger... Younger than us, crap. Yes, but you've that. enjoyed you've enjoyed her more in the later years, and I enjoyed her more yes. in earlier years. <laughs> I've kept I've kept up with her, and I haven't got finally enough love yet. And the reason I didn't purchase it is, well, it was just I have all of that material. What's the sense yep. of me buying it again? And that was the same thing with the the other remix album that she had that they had at Target. Yes. It sold out. But I mean, it was just remixes of old songs. And sometimes you've already got those songs in your head a certain way. And yep. you don't want to hear them remixed or reimagined in a different way. Exactly. Exactly. Well, she's going to keep on making that money, though, isn't she? <laughs> she sure is. God bless her. Yes. Uh, I also want to say you've probably seen the ads for the new movie, 80 for Brady. It uh, hits theaters on February 3rd. It stars Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. All those ladies I love. Well, you'll need to oh, check I out. Too. The, yes. You'll need to check out the video and uh, the new song from the soundtrack is called Gonna Be You. It was written by hit maker Diane Warren. And the song is just as star studded as the movie. You've got Dolly Parton, Gloria Stefan, Debbie Harry, Belinda Carlisle, and Cindy Lauper. And I tell you what, I do like the song pretty much. I've been listening to it a few times, watching the video over and over. And uh, in the first 24 hours of releasing this song, they got over a million views on YouTube for that video. So Amazing. I think, yes, I think it's great seeing these fabulous older divas together, both in the movie and in the song. And yes, uh, yes. <laughs> then I want to move over to uh, we were talking about Danny Pintaro of Who's the Boss co-star fame. And he was the the first Paul Ryan send back on As the World Turns. 
Well, he recently spoke about his experience on The View back in 2015, when after he had just revealed his HIV positive status on Oprah, and he went on The View, and Candace Cameron Bure seemed to shame him for his promiscuity and his drug use in the past. And then Raven Simone asked Pintero's husband, who was in the audience, if they had unprotected sex. Now, Cameron Bure then goes on to announce uh, statistics about how she feels they shouldn't be having unprotected sex. Pintero said that he kept his mouth closed at the time, but it was a horrifying experience and one of the lowest points in his journey after coming out on Oprah. First, I think candy-ass Cameron Bure was showing her so-called conservative values uh, by shaming him about his past. And then Raven Simone, being part of the LGBTQ plus community, I think was extremely out of line in asking his husband about their sex life. And, you know, if if he weren't such a sweet guy, I I would say he should have turned around and asked her, does she wear the strap on or is it her wife that wears it? Very personal question. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I don't care what gender someone is, and I don't care what gender their their partner is. I'm not going to ask anybody what them and their partner do in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's private, personal business that goes on there, and it's not for someone else to be asking, do you do this or do you do that? So first of all, to me, just the rudeness of asking and not having the class to know that you don't ask such mm-hmm. things. It, it, you know, a host of a show should have, should know where to draw the line. And I think uh, Raven did not. And uh, I, I kind of really am ashamed of her. Like you said, she is a member of the uh, LGBTQ community and, uh, it's just uh, she should have more understanding for her fellow uh, uh, rainbow brother. Yes. Um, she, how would she like that if someone got on there and shamed her and, and her lover just for being who they are? I don't think she would appreciate that. No. Uh, I wish Danny and his partner Will the best. And uh, I, I'm sorry they had to go through what they did. I imagine I would have been just like him if I'd have been going to talk about those topics. I would have talked about it on the Oprah show because she is a caring, concerned Mm -hmm. person with feeling. And if you're going to talk about something serious you've been through or going through, I'd want somebody Mm -hmm. like Oprah to talk about it with and not someone like these two. Yes. And I do have one more thing to add when we were talking about Dolly Parton mm. is she's also working on a new album and has recorded uh, songs with Stevie Nicks as, and uh, Dionne Warwick that mm. I'm aware of too. So she got nominated. She was uh, included in the rock and roll hall, hall of fame and, uh, she is putting out a rock album to coincide with that. And that's why she's doing so many duets with the rock and roll ladies. Dolly is getting a lot of money at this year from me. Cause I want that album. I, I'm probably going to purchase this single and she has some new products for her, uh, Duncan Hines baking line. I'm going to buy those too, because I already bought the, her banana cake and other things that she had. <laughs> oh yeah. I would buy something of Dolly. Sell you something bad at all. Exactly. I'd definitely buy something of hers. Soap dish. 
And speaking of Danny Pintaro, his TV mom, Colleen Zink, who played Barbara Ryan on As the World Turns, she just had a birthday, January 20th, and we wish her a happy birthday. I don't have a whole lot to report new this week in As the World Turns because I've been so busy, I haven't got to finish my DVD viewings that uh, I started. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also have started The Wedding of Kim and Bob, and I have it and the the James Stenbeck story both unfinished right now. But I promise to give you guys a, a review of those soon. And on the bold and the beautiful front, I'm having a lot of members in the group asking what's going on with Bill and Sheila. You know, a lot of people in, my, in the groups are asking what's exactly going on. And everybody has different opinions. Some people think that uh, Bill is protecting his son for having actually shot him instead of Taylor and that Sheila is aware of this and blackmailing him for what Liam has done. Uh, others think that the necklace, the sword necklace, that Sheila has poisoned it somehow, and that's how she's gaining control of him. So a lot of people are wondering whether Bill is with Sheila of his free will, or is he being forced to be with her? And the story keeps uh, heating up, and we've had some wonderful performances, not only from Kimberlyn Brown, but from uh, Catherine Kelly Lang and Krista Allen and also Jacqueline McKins Wood. She's given some, given some really good performances on the show. And I guess we'll see where the storyline takes us. And that's it for Soap Dish this week. I can't wait to, to see what happens with the storyline. And I want to throw something in there real quick. Uh, you mentioned sure. Colleen, Zink, Colleen Zink's birthday on January 20th. That's also my daughter's birthday. It was her 32nd birthday. birthday, Sierra, who was actually named after another character on As the World Turns, Sierra Esteban. Originally played by Finn Carter. Love her. Love her. Yes, she was wonderful. Now it's time for Music Gems. Well, uh, Dwayne, I think now I will, I'm going to try it. It's This is hard to do because you're the expert on a lot of things, but I'm going to do a music gem this week to see... Uh, to you and I, we talked, we know it before. I've known since we've met, we have different music tastes. We have a lot of music tastes that merge, but uh, especially growing up, we were on different paths as far as the types of music we were listening to while we were growing up. And that's uh, very true. Yeah. So today, I wanted to tell you about one of my music gems, and that's the motion picture soundtrack Xanadu. And uh, which brought together two big 70s names, Olivia Newton John and Electric Light Orchestra. Now, uh, this musical yeah. masterpiece spans all genres with pop, country, rock, and big band sounds. Uh, the album was set up with the first half of the songs written by John Farrar, a frequent collaborator with Olivia. He wrote all the songs for Olivia except for the title track, Xanadu, which was written by ELO's Jeff Lynn. Now, Farrar's songs, uh, including the hits Magic and Suddenly, along with Dancing, which is the big band rock morph with Olivia, Farrar, and the Tubes, Suspended in Time, and Whenever You're Away From Me, a big band tune with Olivia and Gene Kelly on the vocals. The second half of the album is written by Jeff Lynn, and it's performed by ELO with the hits I'm Alive, Don't Walk Away, and All Over the World, and then my favorite ELO song of all time, The Fall. And of course, the hit Xanadu with ELO and Olivia Newton-John on the vocals. 
Now, the movie was pretty much a bust at the time, but later became a cult classic. But the album was a hit worldwide. It uh, went double platinum in the U.S. and Canada. The singles Magic and Xanadu went number one in the U.S. and the U.K., and it was the fifth most popular U.S. soundtrack of 1981. And besides being such a great album, my dad was a big fan of ELO and I of Olivia, and this album kind of mixed our musical interests. He took me to, to see the movie, which I still love to this day, despite what critics say. And then we went to the record store to buy us each a copy of this album. So the music kind of takes me back to my dad and I finding a musical common ground. And uh, I'm taken back to the early 80s and being a child every time I listen to it, which is why the Xanadu soundtrack is my music gem pick for today. Yes, it's a fabulous classic album. And I think everyone should have it somewhere in their collection. Mm -hmm. I, I would think a lot of people still would play that album regularly because it really was a good album. It's time for As the Bat Turns with Dwayne. And I'd like to try a new feature on our show this week. It's called As the Bat Turns. This month, we are celebrating the 57th anniversary of the premiere of the Batman TV series starring Adam West and Burt Ward. On January 12th, 1966, High Diddle Riddle aired for the first time ever, and the special guest villain was Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. He was a very popular villain on the show, and eventually he moved on to doing other things, and his absence was felt during season two. But uh, his first appearance in the show was was exciting and jill st john played the mole in that episode and well i won't tell you what happens to her because she doesn't have a happy ending but uh it was a, an exciting premiere episode and the following week the first pair of penguin episodes aired they had been the next episodes recorded and the following week the fifth episode recorded but shown as the third episode aired and it was the joker is wild batman is wild that was one of the to me the this is batman's main arch enemy the joker they are yin and yang to each other i like the riddler and the penguin both and I love both Frank Gorshin and Burgess Meredith's performances in both roles. But the Joker is Batman's, he's, he's a special villain. They're yin and yang. And mm -hmm. his hate of Batman and Batman's determination to uh, contain him from being on, uh, a menace to society has always been an exciting story. And Cesar Romero brought the Joker to life through the laugh through the performance it was wild it was over the top but if the first episode of batman had been exciting i think this that aired as the as the uh, third segments of the program was had been the most exciting so far joker just blew the screen away and that first season batman rode very high in the ratings it was a number one show Later guest star in the first season, Julie Newmar, brought the Catwoman to life later in season one. And it was a ratings winner. I think what happened was that 
during the second season, they became hooked on this formula that every episode was almost the same thing. It was just a different villain and a different mole and basically the same thing. They were stealing something maybe slightly different, the villain, Mm -hmm. but they became too much of a formula and people got bored of it and the ratings declined with a desperate attempt to raise the ratings in the third season by adding Yvonne Craig as Batgirl, which didn't help the series either, but I also should point out that the series at that point had been reduced from two weekly episodes to once a week episodes. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of hard to crowd, you know, Batman, Batgirl, the villain and everybody else in. So sometimes Mm -hmm. those shows feel a little uneven, I guess, Mm -hmm. but they were classics. I thought, And from time to time in the future, I'll be bringing you a special episode that I will critique and talk about and tell you why it made me a Batman fan. And that's it for this segment of As the Bat Turns. Thanks a lot, Dwayne. Well, I'm not Dan Regan, but this is Dwayne inviting you to join him and Steve again for another episode of the Shady Pines Guys, Steve and Dwayne. Catch you next time, guys. Bye-bye. The Shady Pines Guys with Dwayne and Steve. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Any unauthorized redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is strictly prohibited and will result in immediate legal action. We hope you'll join us again for the Shady Pines Guys.